0: I got nothing to add, okay? I, I, I watched that when I first saw it and just cracked up laughing and saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Mother's Day is always an interesting day, and I, I usually like to target all ladies when I share, but there are some things that you just can't avoid when you come to Mother's Day, you know, like when you're talking to one mom and the other mom says, well, how do you get your sleepy head son up in the morning? And she says, well, I just put the cat in his bed. Well, how does that help? Oh, because the dog's already there. <laughs> oh, hey, it gets worse, my friend. Trust me when I tell you that. You know, uh, anyways, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you on the jokes. How's that? There's one thing that I, what was it? I had something back here. Yeah, a mother who says these these are things mothers. Mothers, well, she says I don't want to sleep like a baby. I want to sleep like my husband. <laughs> All right. Silence is golden, unless you have kids then silence is suspicious. I like this one lady. She said, when my kids act up in public, I, I, I like to yell, wait till I tell your mom and then pretend they're not mine. <laughs> okay. If you had little ones and you sit together at the edge of the bed after your prayers and tell them, I'll see you in the morning, And then you just sort of laugh because you'll see each other 16 times before the sun comes up one of those things yeah motherhood's unique it's it's interesting it's it's impacting but mothers you are in my book <laughs> I guess it's time to be done I <laughs> in all honesty mothers I think you are the hugest influencers in the world today and we just want to share our appreciation to you and for all that you do and all that you are thank you moms this morning, I want to share with you along the, the, the line of mothers, but how many know that before you are a mother, you're still, how do I want to put this without getting in trouble? You're still a lady, and you carry a heart. And I, I want to talk this morning for just a little bit about the prayer of a, of a, of a woman's heart prayer of a woman's heart. And I say that this morning because I'm I'm not wanting to share, how do I put this? I'm not wanting to talk to mothers. I'm wanting to share about all of our mothers, all of our mothers who have gone before us and share from that aspect of prayer. This morning, I want to take a moment and just get a, a, a very quick basis of what we're talking about here this morning. But before I do so, I, I need to announce to all ladies here in our sanctuary who are ages 18 and above, we have a special gift for you on the way out that the ushers will be sharing with you what they are. I told you they weren't made in China, right? Right? They are $5 gift certificates to Dunkin' Donuts. So, if you happen to buy a couple donuts, I do expect 10% to come back to the church. But uh, we're wanting to bless you and say thank you. Now, if you don't like Dunkin' and you're only a Starbucks fan, at the end of the service, we will have an altar call. (laughs) The prayer of a woman's heart. I want to start off by taking a look, if we can, at 1 Samuel chapter 1, and it says, Now there was a certain man of Ramathiam, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zerpah, and Ephraimite. Almost sounds like a sci-fi movie, doesn't it? And he had two wives. Oh, I um, how many men are thankful that that's not around anymore? He had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. Hannah. Well, if you know the story, Elkanah every year would go down to the city of Shiloh, which is basically Jerusalem where the temple was at. And he went there to worship and sacrifice on a yearly basis. Elkanah had two wives. The first first wife's name was Panina. Panina. P-A-N-I-N-A-H-A. You can see right there in the scriptures. Hannah was the second wife. Now, Panina has kids. How many? We don't know. Hannah didn't have any. And when the time came for making an offering in Shiloh, Elkanah would give portions to Panina and all of her daughters and sons. Don't know how many, but stands to reason there were quite a few. And then <laughs> he says that he would give a double portion to Hannah. Now understand something. A double portion here does not mean an extra serving of meat. What it means in the Hebrew there is that it was the best of the meat. It was the choicest meat. And it says because he loved Hannah. The Bible calls Penina Hannah's rival. And and that is that Penina would, would provoke Hannah just to make her miserable, just to get her upset, get under her skin. It was a huge rival for all the wrong reasons. Now, ladies, how many know that sometimes men just don't get it? I said sometimes, not always. And when they don't have a clue, they can do what? Say the dumbest things. Can they not? Take a look at what Elkanah says. In verse 8, he says, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Man, whatever you do, don't ever ask your, your wife or your, 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 your girlfriend or whoever, don't ever ask them the question, Why? It's not, it's, it's not smart. The word why is simply there to make somebody or try to get somebody to justify something. It's like walking up to a little kid and saying, why'd you do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's the answer you'll always get. But whatever you do, don't ask your wife, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? Why is she acting like this? Why is she crying? Oh, definitely don't ask her why she's crying. You're talking to a man of experience, okay? And I'm just saying, you know, know, women, you know, because men by nature want to do what? Fix things. And ladies don't want it fixed. They just want a shoulder to cry on. That's all there is to it. And, and, but, but that's not even the issue here. I mean, take a look at this. You talk about a dumb statement. I'm sorry. Shouldn't say it like that. I'm, I'm reflecting on the Word of God. But hey, look at this. It, it, it says, then he says, am I not better to you than ten sons? Those guys, the guys are sitting there going, oh, what's the matter with that? And all the ladies are going, mm. you, you know, it's interesting. We don't know how to... Men don't know how to handle <laughs> crisis situations or problems sometimes. We don't understand the emotions that come with it. And, uh, you know, we try to handle it, control it, whatever you want to call it. But the truth of the matter is here is is that Elkanah, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to say. So as, as a result of that, he jumps out and, well, they, they, they go to the meal, let's put it that way, but Hannah's not eating, she's not drinking, and she waits for the rest of them to finish their meal, and then, boom, off she goes. She just runs out of the place, and she heads straight to the tabernacle. And, 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 and notice how, how, you know, it's, it's just, she just falls to the ground and then begins to empty herself. T- take a look at this in verse 10. It says, and she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Ladies, how many know that the worst pain in the world is the pain of loneliness? But how many know that He hears your prayers? He knows your heart. And it says, you know, that that she wept, that, that she was in bitterness of soul. Now, I looked up bitterness. And you know what it means? Bitterness. That's it. She was in bitterness of soul. There's a big anguish that's taking place. Now, let me point out this to you right now. That It doesn't say that she was in bitterness of spirit. It says she was in bitterness of soul. Those are two different things. Your soul and your spirit are two different things. I I get kind of... mm, when I hear people say, oh, we had two souls get saved today. Souls don't get saved, all right? Souls are not spirit, and spirit are not soul. That's why in Hebrews, when it talks about the word of God, it says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder spirit, soul. So, so understand something here. Soul basically means your mind, your personality, your personality. Your makeup kind of thing, your, your temperament, that's who you are, that's your soul. And, and, and as a result of that, there is a bitterness of anguish, there's a bitterness within her mind, there's things racing up there, there's things moving across her mind at, at the speed of life. She replays scenes and sounds, she's going through all, and it's, it's depressing her. And so she does the one thing she knows what to do, and that is prayer. Prayer not from her head where it's all meant, but prayer from her heart. It says that it's, it's, it's it, mm, excuse me, it says she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord. Prayed to the Lord. She prayed to the Lord. Grab that. Grab that. That's the heart. She prayed to the Lord, and she wept in anguish. That's that's just very simply a very heavy, uncontrollable weeping. It's an anguish that takes place. Again, I'm talking about the prayer of a woman's heart. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about that anguish. Weeping in anguish, finding yourself in a place where that's all you can do. Hmm. Let me say something here. When it comes to prayer, for a lot of people, they think of they, 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 the way that they think of prayer, they simply define prayer as asking God for something. And let me tell you something. Prayer is much more than asking God for something. Asking God for something, yeah, that, that, that prayer contains that. But I, I mean, simply defining prayer is by, ask, by, by as as something we we ask of Him. I mean, my goodness, can 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 you imagine God sitting on? the throne, his, his, his life, his presence. And whenever we come to him, all we're doing is asking. I mean, honestly, if you're a parent and the only conversation that you have with your child is, is them asking for something all the time. I mean, what kind of a relationship would that be as a parent and a child? Okay, maybe that does describe your kid. I don't know, okay? But let, let me put it this way. When Jesus taught us to pray. He taught us in prayer how to approach God as our Father. Ever think about that? How does he teach us to pray? Our Father. And I love the way he puts it because he doesn't say, my Father. He says, our Father. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed or sanctified be thy name. He's teaching us how to approach God as Father. I'm I'm trying to bite my lip on this because immediately I want to do something as far as teaching on how we pray to Jesus only so many times. We don't know what it means to pray to the Holy Spirit, pray to the Father, and to understand how that aspect comes into our life. But bottom line is, that's what Jesus taught us. And yes, asking again is a part of prayer, but a part. It's not the whole. Let me, let me break some things down for you this morning. and I'm not going to take a long time, and everybody said... You were reluctant, so I'm going to push my luck. How's that? But what I'm wanting to do is share with you something this morning that I I gleaned from the prayer of a woman's heart, the aspect of prayer. And and in this, take a look at verse 11. It says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. Those are huge words. I mean, those are very huge words. So let me give you five things this morning, and I'll do this in a fashion. I hope you can see and pull out of this. But, you know, in in the prayer of, of of a woman's heart, number one, there's worship and praise. Worship and praise. Everybody say that with me. worship and praise. That, that's one of the major aspects of prayer. It, it, when we come to Him, when we begin to talk with Him, I, I mean, approach you know, her, her approach to God out of her prayer, she, she makes a vow, okay? But notice how her prayer begins here. She made a vow and said, O Lord of who? Lord of hosts. She worships and praises Him as Lord of hosts. What in the world does that mean? Well, first of all, let me, let me just go ahead and show you the screen. The word Lord in the Hebrew is Adonai. The word host is Tavat. The word host is literally, simply means armies. When you hear or look and see in the scripture the Lord of hosts, what you're doing is realizing that he is the Lord of heaven's armies. Because the reality is, I mean, the, the neat thing is, this is a name that he's revealing to us as his character throughout the scripture. He Elohim is simply God, but then God, Elohim, reveals his personal name to us, which is Yahweh or Jehovah, and then he will add on to that character, specifically revealed to certain people in the Old Testament, like Yahweh Rapha, or Yahweh Shaddai, or Yahweh Nisi. Those are the characters that... Those are the descriptions of the character. He, he is the Lord our health. He is our banner of love. He, he, the, mm, the Lord well anyways, the, the word host means armies. And I'll say it again, he's the Lord of heaven's armies. It basically is saying he is Lord of all. Whether the all like it or not. Whether they all think they're in control or if they're thinking they're going to work their agenda or anything else along that line. Read in between the lines here if you would. It don't matter. He is still Lord of all. And here's the neat thing. As the Lord of the armies of heaven, he fights for us. I'm talking about the prayers of a, of a, of a woman's heart. He fights on behalf of us. That's why there's no weapon formed against you gonna prosper. It didn't say the weapons wouldn't be used on you. Take a look at your neighbor. Tell him, looks like a few weapons have been used on you. But they don't prosper. See. Heart of a woman's prayer, she, she, she knows, Hannah knows who she's coming to, and she worships him, and she praises him. Understand, prayer includes worship and praise. When you come to him, know who you're coming to personally characterize not symbolically not, not, not an idea of not a theology not a doctrine know who you come to she came to the Lord who fights for her she came to the Lord of all of heaven's armies she comes in worship and prayer The second thing is, prayer includes petition and intercession. Hello, somebody. Petition. I I want you to get this because, you know, I've spelled it out there on top, but on the screen, it says that this prayer causes us to internalize God's Word and exercise His power to change. I, I, I want you to hear that because she's saying what look look on my affliction. Remember me. It, it's it, you know, she believed that God could. She brings her petition, she brings her request, it's internalized, and it's an it's an exercise that declares. His power to change things. How many know God can change things? Ben, I can take you all over the map on that one. But the reality is God changes things. Now, that's, that, that doesn't mean that God's some genie up there. I've got to earn that. I've got to work at that. I've got to beg him. I've got to ask him to, to you know, got to get him down. No, 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 no. Please understand When we say that God is able to change things, He is able to change things. But when we ask and when we pray, we do so out of the will of God. Do we not? I mean, let's face it. God, God, God's, not going to change things that are contrary to his word. God's not going to change things just to make somebody happy. God's going to change things because his will is for this thing to happen. And it's for, us, for the saints to pray. It's for the saints to pray. To release to know his heart that 's the key i mean honestly I, I, you know some some prayers I think that go up are just like i just i just, I just I, I want to pull my hair out sometimes what little I have left, because it's all about us it's all about comfort it's all about our fantasy our 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 our, our way of of thinking this would work for us in this life and everything else so we we build things into that friend again i'll come back to the lord's prayer and how we approach the father and right after we declare that his name be hallowed or sanctified we say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven that creates a whole different scenario. God's not a genie. We don't come in prayer thinking that all we do is ask him for things. Ask him to change things. Ask him for this, this, this thing over here. And There's more to it than that. And when we talk about petition, remember, she brought that petition, that intercession. And she said, look on the affliction. Remember me. What is it James talks about that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. A fervent prayer. What does the word fervent actually say? Because we read words sometimes and glance over it and we ha- have an assumption. Well, it's an old English word, if you want to know the truth, that we that, that actually means, we would better understand that, a prayer that is birthed from within, in rot A in our heart birthed Prayer of a righteous man avails. What are we saying? It is a prayer that's been birthed of God. And believers, I'm here to tell you, ladies. I want to express to you: pray your heart. Pray your heart, men. It's pretty good advice to you as well. But I'm saying to the ladies because of the impact and the influence. Pray your heart where you're joined to him. It's a prayer that's been birthed from his heart to yours. And as a result, when you pray that prayer, something happens that otherwise doesn't happen if we're just simply praying from our head thinking this would be a better situation. There's a longing in the heart. Pray your heart. (laughs) Number three is supplication. Supplication. Now, when I talk about supplication, what I'm really saying here is that this is about the asking, okay? This is where asking comes in. But let me just say this, because this is the huge part of supplication. There is a humbling side to this prayer, which takes on total surrender and a loss of control. Understand that when you're asking. There is a humbling side to this, it's about, first of all, a total surrender. And second of all, it's about a loss of control. She prayed that if I have this child, I will give him to you all the days of his life. Mama would visit her son once a year, bring new clothing, do the things there. Otherwise, she, he was in the service of the Lord all the days of his life. Uh, Understand the sacrifice there. Uh, Understand what what loss of control means when you come with that heart, ladies, and you pray that heart. That can be a, a total surrender and a loss of control because it turns out to be not about me, how many know that there have been times where yeah, your child has gotten hurt, your child has gotten deathly sick, and you would do anything to do what? Trade places. You know, when my kids would get, well, they, they they could get some severe croup. And I'll never forget with, with Melissa, you know, when she got that, was it Melissa? Well, they all got it, but man, we ended up sometimes with ambulances at a house. We, we ended up in an emergency where, where they would be put in tents in order to get the, the, the steam and everything else going. And, and you would watch. You know, I remember Michael, his chest would so sink in as he would try to grasp for breath. <laughs> I remember when my son... Gary had gotten run over by the riding lawnmower. And it it, it broke his leg right below his hip. And he was two weeks away from being two years of age. It's hard to remember him at two years of age. But besides that, he was in the hospital. He was sedated. And while he's in the step-down intensive care, Kathy and I would stand there and, and, and watch him as he was sleeping or, you know, he was, he was under the influence, so to speak. And his body would have muscle spasms and jerk. And when, they would, when he would jerk that bone, the pain, he'd jerk and you'd hear that, you know, kind of thing coming out. Just trade places with him. God, please, just, just let me, you know, that, this is exactly where you want to go. And, 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 and I come back to this. Because, ladies, your prayers in rot avail much. It's important to know that there is a loss of control. That there is a total surrender for him to do what only he can do the way that he will do it. Hello? Hello? I'll just throw this in as a tidbit too. Just out of, out of warning. Warning. Understand what you're asking for. Because sometimes when you get it, it's not what you thought it would be. The power of a woman's prayer. Number four is thanksgiving. Simply put, this is how you respond to God. This is is where you respond to God, and you respond to God with gratitude. I, I love the old, the old uh, course we all used to sing, uh, what, you know, 50, 60 years ago. <laughs> okay, maybe it wasn't that long, but you know, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice for he has made me. Yeah, glad. It's glad. I'm just I'm just thinking as I'm looking at it, he will make me glad. Then what's making you sad? Because that's what it comes into. You know, do we come into his gates with thanksgiving and a heart or do we come into his gates with whining and complaining and it's not fair? And I thought you were going to do this when I asked you to do that and, and all these other things. No, 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 no. I understand something. And, and, and the joy. Well, Paul talks about, you know, <laughs> in everything what? In everything, give thanks. Didn't say in everything, or he didn't say give thanks for everything. He said, give thanks in everything. There's a big difference. But when I'm in the situations I'm in sometimes, and 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 we go through what we go through. Ladies, hear me. You know what I'm talking about. You're in those scenarios and situations, and the one thing you want to do is like, oh, oh, oh. but in those situations, you begin to give thanks. There's worship and prayer, praise. There's there, there, there's, there's, there's those areas of, of thanksgiving that take place. There's petition that's being made, supplication. But when you begin to give thanks, there's an old hymn in your book there. It says, Count your many blessings. See what God has done. You begin to, you begin to. Mm, When you begin to give thanks in everything, something changes your perspective. Your attitude, your your heart, your mindset has to yield to the life in your heart. So let me say this again. Worship and praise, petition, intercession, supplication, thanksgiving. And the last one, the prayer of the woman's heart, is warfare. And yes, I'm talking about warfare. You know what? Our prayers don't have the warfare they need to have. Ladies, you are coming up against it in ways that men will never understand. You carry on your shoulders, you carry in your heart. Your thought process is something that, again, men will never understand. Thereby, your prayers are huge, and they are to contain. Warfare. Look, warfare guards against attacks. It keeps one focused and it brings deliverance. Oh, yes, it does. We're talking about to protect, to keep safe, and to guard against harm. I don't like doing this. This is not my nature. This is not who I am by nature. But I feel that in my heart, i got to do some warning here. Because ladies, what's going on right now is all about you. You know, we have a little document that carries no weight with it whatsoever. It's only about a discussion. It's only about so forth. And it's been leaked as far as the Supreme Court decision is concerned that the Supreme Court uh, most likely would be overturning Roe versus Wade at this juncture, at this time. And it's still a ways off as far as... It's just, a, it's just a poll. It's just looking at some things that are put. And, you know, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm tickle pink with it. Whatever tinkle pink means. But, but what I'm saying here is, is what's happened as a result. Today, there are demonstrations happening in front of the Supreme Court's home. There are protests on Mother's Day in front of Catholic churches. And and please understand me when I say this, because this we're, this this war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, high places, all those things combined that influence that dictate into this world. Well, let me just put it this way: Number one, I believe we're only just seeing the scratch of the surface. Oh goodness, they're going to protest the Catholic. Well, it's, it's the Catholic. That's at least that's fine. We can deal with that. Don't kid yourself, friend. This, very simply, can be the beginning of much more to come. And, 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 and whatever, you know, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, I'm not, I'm, it's, it's yeah. this has nothing to do with that. This is the reality that we are in a warfare, and prayer is to be about warfare. It is about, can I, can I put it very simply? Because what I'm saying here is, bottom line, life is life. And I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to go off on a soapbox here because i got something else I want to put out here and say, and I don't want to just have you leave here about what he said about this. Because really, prayer is the subject here. But we're not going to see change unless prayer is working through praise and worship, through supplication, through petition and intercession, and thanksgiving. I mean, all that combined, then we are in a warfare, not wrestling against flesh and blood. Ladies, you influence the spiritual realm in and with your prayers. Oh, yes, you do. You influence what takes place in this world by your prayers the world is a mess you can't watch tv without having imposed on you an alternative lifestyle and and, and i'm not saying this for you all to agree with it amen, pretty true, yeah, you're getting down to it now. No, I've always been down to it. That's why I'm short. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tired of not watching, being able to watch anything on, on the screen without other words coming back at me. I, I, it, it just seems, and, and I'm tired of, of somebody trying to make me feel less than because I don't agree with their way of life. It's just something you accept. I mean, it's just like nobody gets married anymore, right? And, and the sad thing is, you know, it, it's like you can't take away my choice, and that scares me because it's not simply about choice. It's much more than that. And the reason I'm saying this is because we are entering in church into a warfare zone. And we avoid it a lot of times. We, we just ignore it and pretend it's not there or, yeah, it's bad, but it's not affecting me, so why should I worry about it? I've got news for you. It's affecting you right now. It's affecting you in this place. And it will continue to affect us. Because it's not going to get any better. It's going to get a whole lot worse. The question is. How will you prevail? How will you continue through? Because I'm here to declare to you this morning. That we. Worship. The Lord. Of hosts. The Lord. Of the armies. The Lord over all. The Lord who fights for us. And here in this place this morning, I am am saying to you, ladies, pray and realize that prayer. I want you to take a look at uh, one more portion of Scripture. A prayer years later down the road, from a man by the name of Daniel. Listen, listen to what he says. He says, For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. God doesn't answer your prayers because of what you do right or don't do right, how you earn or how you don't earn. God doesn't answer our prayers because, you know, we've done all the right things or we're doing all the right things or we've earned the answer from God. No, God answers us not because of our righteous deeds, but because of his great mercies, not because of our good works, his mercy towards us that moves God to answer our prayers Understand that when you go to prayer, you're not having to worry about whether or not he'll answer. If you're praying your heart, that in-rot prayer, then I can tell you, ladies, that what's happening is he's answering your prayer because of his great mercies, because he is Lord of the heavenly armies. And the bottom line is... Because he is for us. Let me say this. And in referring to the prayer of a woman's heart, Hannah would have a child. And that child's name, as you know, would be Samuel. Samuel was the last judge of Israel. You have the book of Judges which we would know better as saviors of Israel, Samuel would be the last one. This is, he would be the one who would anoint King Saul and then anoint David as king of Israel. And it would be through that line of David that Messiah would come. Do you understand what the prayer is? Of a woman's heart can accomplish. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for speaking into our hearts. Thank you, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you for becoming to us this morning. Hear our hearts, hear our cry, hear our anguish. Hear our desire, for Lord, we know there's more. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I look at Hannah, Lord, and I I, I realize Panina could have very easily depressed her to the point that she would even that she'd just give up on praying to you. She'd walk away, and Samuel would have never been born. there was something going on in her heart that she couldn't pass up. Something so deep that even the high priest would accuse her of being drunk. Instead, she received his blessing and a child would be born. She would place that child under the Nazarite Nazarite vow. His hair would not be cut, nor would he come into contact any kind of drink. She would give him up. Unto you. But your word talks about a countenance change on her Lord. When she came back from that temple that day. She was a different person. Elkanah. Benina saw it. They knew something had happened. Lord, there are so many prayers in this house. Prayers for loved ones. Prayers for (sighs) prayers for lives. Hopes and dreams. Hopes for healing and renewal. Hopes that reach Far beyond anything that they can ever do anything about. But thereby, our God, who is more than enough, is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. Holy Spirit, in this house, teach us to. Touch every lady in this place. Teach them to pray. With every head bowed in this place this morning, I I, I, I am asking this question. You're here in this place. Truth is, you don't have a relationship with Christ. Maybe you did it one time and walked away from it. But our God is a God of second chances. Right now, with where you live, you don't have that relationship with Him. I'm not saying you don't have an understanding in your head, but I'm talking about your heart this morning. And truth is, there is not a relationship that you live from. And, and this morning, the Holy Spirit's bearing witness with that. It's called if you're here in this place this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and this morning you're saying yes yes to Jesus in my life yes to his forgiveness yes to his leading yes to his love yes to his hope for Lord for you to come into my heart and say, that simple, it's that easy. If that's your heart this morning, and your heart saying yes to Christ, I want to pray with you right where you're at. I want to pray with you. If that's you, would you just affirm that with an upraised hand while the others are praying? I I, I just want to pray with you. Would you just slip that hand up? I want to pray with you. I want to pray over you. I know It's going to take guts to do this, but you know what? You need to take that step and do that gut check. last invitation, if that's you, your heart says yes, could you affirm that with an embraced hand right where you said, thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I again, I, th- I thank you. I Thank you over and over for what you've done, what you've become, and what you're doing. And I pray that in this house this morning, again, your kingdom be furthered. Thank you for hearts and lives. Thank you for choices and direction. Thank you for teaching us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you do me a favor? Whatever, If you're a lady in this place, no? Ladies, would you mind standing here this morning? I don't know. I never thought I'd see the day when there would be a big fight over throughout the nation on whether transgenders can play in women's sports. I know, maybe I'm old-fashioned, maybe I'm old and getting ready to kick the bucket and all that other fun stuff. But you know what? Uh-uh. I fear for our land and who I'm looking at right now are the major influencers don't give me well the man's the head yeah but you're the neck and you can turn that head any way you want (laughs) you laugh but I don't think it's funny myself the ladies Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you mind taking, and I hope it doesn't bother you, but could you take the hand of another lady nearby you? Men, your day's coming. You know... Mothers' and fathers' days to a lot of people are just like, you know, well, it's just a hurtful day. If you don't know the mother I had, you don't know the father I had. Well, I don't know. Memories I don't want to have reminded of me, you know, and so I'm going to stay home. I'm so glad you didn't. I'm glad you're here. But I want to say something to you right now. Ladies, you need each other. Well, yes, you do. Your family needs you, whether you're a mother or not. I know the prayers my mother had for me. Did I have the best mother in the world? She would say so. But that's neither here nor there. The fact is, I still have memories of kneeling down together of sitting at the table eating whatever it was she put in front of me is she would read a Bible story at the kitchen table before we went to school. There over on the kerosene heater because our furnace didn't work too well. She would put our socks so they would be warm when we put them on. Oh, that was the greatest thing. But I remember how she would try to take control because her her heart would break for her kids or her grandkids. And and it's like, Mom, just, no, no. Because she'd right away tell you how what needs to be done, how you need to do it, and how you need to take care of it, and all those other fun things. See, I I have memories. And memories bring us to the very best of what life has to offer. That's what a magnet is. And you, whether you're a mother, or not. You have family, you have friends, and your prayers make all the difference in the world. Pray from your heart. Pray without ceasing. And don't grow weary in well-doing. Men, I don't care where you're sitting. Do you mind just stretching your hand out to, to the ladies here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the impact of the women that you've put in our lives. Thank you for the blessing that they have been. Thank you for the guidance they have brought. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for their lives. This day we pray, bless them. Bless them. Bless them in their coming in and their going outs, Bless them in all that they hear. Bless them in what they speak. Bless them in strength and wisdom and understanding. Bless them with honor. Bless them in their walk, in their talk, in their smile, in their laugh, in their tears. Bless them. Prosper them. Increase them. Protect them. Keep them safe. Impart your health to them, I pray. In Jesus' name. Say it with me. In Jesus' name. And all God's men said, amen. Amen. Can somebody give God praise? He's worthy. Can we all stand this morning? He, he, he. Man, you thought I had it lucky being able to sit there through all that. First of all, let me say this. Don't forget to pick up your gift on the way out. Just a simple thank you. We want to say thank you to you. Second of all, from your heart. Third, if God's stirring in you, and you just need to be like Hannah this morning, and when we finish, you just gotta find that place in the temple at the altar. These altars are open. We're here to pray with you and for you. If you said yes to some to Jesus today, you need to tell somebody. You need to let somebody know, somebody that you. you know understands we're here you can tell us but these altars are open and I want to invite you to find that place of prayer let God do what only God can do ladies we're proud of you We thank you. We value you. You have huge impact. I know the enemy would like to take that away in every which way, up and down, sideways, what have you. But let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. In the name of Jesus, bless your house, bless your people. Let us take the good news with us to share and to spread. embolden I pray, your house, your community, with your Holy Spirit to speak, to demonstrate, and to give glory unto their God. I pray, use them to witness and to evangelize. Use them, I pray, to bring health and strength. Bless them, this house, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
1: You are, we make a miracle, miracle work, a promise keep, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Oh, you are, we make a miracle Light in In the the darkness. darkness, my God, and that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Me. I, I worship you. Oh, you are here. To
2: Drink from-